Welcome back to another episode of Making Video Your Business, where we don't just talk about video, but we get some real quality guests, and we've got one today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is Simon Ledbetter. Um, guru's overused, but I would say you're a marketing guru. Um, yeah, you, you've been in the industry of marketing for, for many years without trying to age you. You run a business now called Unchained Marketing, That's right? That's right, yeah, absolutely. And you do um, 30 years of marketing rolled into one day, which That's seems right. impossible from the outset. But tell us a little bit about that. A lot of people don't actually understand what marketing is and the principles of marketing. Okay. So over the years, when I've been a chained marketer working for a brand as their marketing director sure. or as a consultant, I developed this... Um, just this course, like two or three hours of, these are the key things you need to know about marketing because very few marketers are trained in marketing. Right. Okay. They've just fallen into the role. Right. They might have done something else beforehand. They fall into marketing, they rise up, the person above them moves on, they get promoted. And before you know it, they're the marketing director, right. but they've not done anything about the theory of marketing. And the, the 101s, the, the one, The absolute principles. So they, they get caught up in the latest fad or fashion mm -hmm. and it's all digital, it's all social media. Yeah. And you know, that isn't the case. Marketing's a much broader field. I thought, you know what? Actually, I could condense all of this into a day right. and see if anyone wants to come and learn what I learned in my degree, my diploma, my MBA, my master's in marketing and 30 years. In one day. In one day. Can I do it? It's a five-stage model. Insight, strategy, talent, action, results. And insight, there, strategy, so insight, start with what we know and what we don't know. Strategy, what will we do with it? How will we resource it with talent? What action will we then do? And importantly, what results do we expect? But also it's interactive. Brilliant. So people will go, well, what about? And I go, oh, well, let's talk about that then. And somewhere in my Rolodex of memories, I can pull up a reference and you have a discussion about it. So mm. you know, I wouldn't say I have the monopoly on the answers, but I know what questions to ask right. and how you get to the answers. Right. It wouldn't, a, an eight hour presentation wouldn't work unless it was interactive. True. Um, a couple of people have said to me before they came, I'm sort of, dreading this death by PowerPoint and afterwards went, you know what? I was in it, on it, thinking all the time. Yeah, I had one yeah. guy say to me, I've come up with 62 actions as a result of it. I mean, that's quite a number of takeaways, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I say to everyone is go with one thing. If that one thing makes a difference to your business and actually it's go been away. It implement. I mean, it's the old adage, isn't it? You go to these super duper conferences, whether it's Esther's EA masters or other, you know, other conferences are available but <laughs> with talkers on stage and you think oh my god that's amazing that's groundbreaking that's mind-blowing yeah and you make all these little notes or big pages of notes get back to the office stick them in the top drawer probably never action some of them yeah and that is the problem is you know the reason why i say start with insight you know what do we know and what don't we know mm. what do we know we don't know most most businesses i've ever worked with they go wrong because they start with the company right. and they talk about the company and all they care about is the company. And the role of the CMO, the marketing director, is to bring the voice of the customer into the business. Mm -hmm. If it's done properly, we know what they think, what they buy. And if we can basically, there's a great line from um, Peter Drucker, which is the art of marketing is to make selling superfluous or unnecessary. Right. Really good marketing means people come to you. Yes, because you've done the job of people go, I we're here. Well, you guys, is people go, I saw your video you did. I love what you do at PVS. Could I work with you? That's got to be the best. Yeah, yeah. Because you've not, you you know, I get people constantly, I saw that thing you did with PBS or Christopher Watkin on his sofa. I'd love to talk to you about my marketing. Yeah, yeah. Never spoken to them before. They don't know who I am really, but they've seen some content. That's marketing. It's almost, it's, it's not the new word of mouth because we love word of mouth because- Most successful marketing. Yeah, recommendations because it almost takes out that 
that trust element of the no like and trust bit. I know that's probably overused in the last few years. I but think it's as powerful today it was in 1994 I was say, when Bob Berg wrote it. Tell us, is that still like one of the relevant old school theories or sort of ideas that still remains? It's just been dressed up a little bit differently over the years. See marketing as dating. You know, right. there is a strategy. You go into a bar and ask every person you meet if they'll go out with you. <laughs> you could court people, which is much more effective, but they are much more likely to say yes if they know you, they like you, and they trust you. Over the last two years, I assume, because we're slightly more exposed and well-known or, or whatever phrase you want to use, but we find the phone ringing more and people going, oh, I saw you this, or I saw Chris on stage and blah, blah, blah. And it, again, it's reverts back to what you said. Like, sometimes you've never met these people and they feel like they know you because you've given them some value at some point along the journey. And then all of a sudden they pick up the phone. You are in one of those fantastic positions where your actual end product is your marketing. Yes. You produce something that then is the marketing of what you do. Mm. You see the tool in action. You it, go, so people watch this video, go, well, it could be them and someone else in these seats. Yeah. Uh, so you've created that situation, which is the best place to be, is your product, is your marketing. You know, the businesses that we've worked with and have done over the years, often marketing, and I don't know why, because like I say we do a fair bit of it ourselves, but when times are tough or the purse strings have to be pulled tighter, marketing yeah. goes. And that's because the mindset. So I ask a question is, how do you see marketing? Is it a cost? Is it speculative or is it an investment? And they'll go, oh, it's an investment. Oh, why is nodding heads? Definitely investment. So what's your return on investment then? I don't know. So it's not an investment then, is it? It's actually a speculation in your case. Yeah. The classic John Wanamaker, 50% of the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. He would be spinning his grave if he thought we were still using that quote, really? which was true in the 19th century. Yeah, It hasn't been true for like 60, 70 years. Good market, we, we should to... know our ROI. Yeah. But then in a downturn or a tightening of the market we experience a bit at the moment, people cut it, which all the evidence, and I, I do a slide, which is we're in a downturn. Here's one slide I'm going to give you about managing and around marketing in a downturn. Do not cut your marketing. All the data tell us you will struggled because of it and you'll come out of it slower than your competitors who continue to invest in marketing you don't do the same marketing but you still commit to it at the same level yeah uh, and you otherwise you become invisible almost well, right because the habit is to cut marketing your chance to get share of voice mm. against your competitors is much bigger yeah especially if they cut and then 100%. you if, if, invest. if everyone's doing it in a good time you're a tiny voice amongst many voices if everyone else cuts and you're still talking you're the loudest person in the room what have you noticed in consumer trends or behaviors well the most shocking trend that's going to become a real real shock to everyone is people get older they do and as people get older they accumulate assets yes and as they accumulate assets the next generation of people become your target audience you know i do something called voice of the agent yes um we're going to do it again and we're trying to get we got 553 estate agents filled in last time amazing pinium who do my prime research of consumers i do the research of agents sure they go and interview 2000 3000 members of the public some similar questions is video mm. is in reality, it's the top three requirements of estate agents to work with them for one in seven. Excellent. But that means for one in seven people, 15%-ish, 14, 15% is, it is a de deciding factor if they will work with that estate agent. While it's sort of one in seven overall, it's nearly one in four in 18 to 34-year-olds. The next generation who's coming into the house buying, selling market, they expect video. It is becoming, you know, there's a... And particularly for those people who are in the estate agency industry, people who are moving house 
digital media di digital media forms that grab their attention mm. i think short form video is the second highest after good images yes and they are way more likely in the population's whole to want short form and long form video mm. i mean off the charts more Really, right. So, you know, the, the people who are moving house, like a key target audience for, for the demographic we often speak to, is they love video. And the point is, it's your target market attached with the younger people coming through who are getting older and into your market. Mm. It's one of the top 10 mega trends I talk with my futurologist friends. Video. Right, you just said mega trends. Yeah. Not only is that a cool phrase, what's a mega trend? So this is where you get people like, um, real statisticians, I mean, super statisticians and fu futurologists. Things I think, you know, of the 10, I think three that are kind of like really significant. AI. Mm. You've got a lot of people who are kind of going skeptical about it. Mm. This is one year in. Do you remember the first mobile phone? Well, the first internet dial-up connection. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the rabbit's downloading. Yeah. That photo's slowly going to come. And it's like, you know, we're one year into this, probably what is the next big revolution. Mm. You know, it's going to massively change. I mean, the pretty like 10, 20, 30, 40 million jobs will go. No. With all technology, we've just created different jobs. What it will eliminate is the average. If you're average at something, you will be destroyed by AI. Mm -hmm. AI can do average really, really well. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it doesn't do average. It does good very well. So being good isn't, you know, is, uh, being good isn't good enough, Seth Godin's line. Yeah. It's like, you know, you need to be remarkable at what you do. So I think, you know, that combination of you know, the AI is going to change everything. Um, but the kind of the other trend that I'm really seeing, you know, I see it because I work a lot with a lot of ultra high net worth individuals. Mm. and But young, the next generation as well is, it's that word sustainability. And the next generation is not only digitally connected, they've got access to all the information, mm. even though they're not curious enough often to use it, but they have all the information, but they are incredibly environmentally aware. Capitalism has done some damage. A little people, bit. People are seeing the evidence of it and mm. they don't believe actions commensurate with what's required. So while it's like it's not core to businesses, I think it will become a trend is, so what is your policy about slavery? About net zero. Yeah. About, and if, if you haven't got an answer... Because if you're just doing bad stuff and want to sell me stuff and take my money, it's not good enough. Don't want to buy off you. Yeah. It's not just about planting trees. It's like, you know, there's so many more things to do. And it keeps growing. So we've reached now, I think, 24% of people in the UK are now what's called dark green. And apparently the, for a social trend to actually take off beyond its tipping point, it's when it hits one in four. And that's mass so, adoption curve. And basically, it, what or? happens is, is that's the inflection point. Right. Is it struggles and scrapes and battles to get to 25%, okay. but then it's boom. Um, you know, we're just about to see the biggest transfer of wealth from one generation to the next. We're more socially and, and environmentally conscious. Mm. And our kids, to them, it's like, well, what do you mean you don't care about the planet? Yeah, oh, for um, sure. Like, it holds I mean, you to account. But the sustainability roles is huge. Like, you've got these big corporate entities that whether they know they need it or they think they should have it, yeah. are now advertising for sustainability roles because yep. they want oh, to be When I started 13 years ago, we were the lunatics. We were the tree-hugging green fringe. Mm. Um, now now every, there's a phrase for it, dark green. The dark green. and then But then for the real estate industry, which is a problem, is we have more rejectors than the population as a whole who deny climate change is even happening. Right, yeah. Um, and we have far fewer dark green. Mm. Now, those percentages I talk about are way higher amongst who are these people? Home movers? tenants landlords and property investors higher than the population as a whole right. so you've got an industry that's low a population that's in the middle 
and the target audience that's high dark green. And it's these two communities are not connecting in terms of their view. So these people don't understand their customer. And that is where Mark, right back to the beginning, Mm. start with the customer. Um, Do you know about them? What don't you know about them? If you have 1%, 2% market share, you've got 1% to 2% market market share understanding because what do the 98% think? And it's not like your customer, where they live, who they've got relationships with. It's, yeah, what are they thinking? What are their core values that they've either grown up and learned or, you know. We always say, never talk about politics. Mm -hmm. Never talk about religion. Yeah. Never talk about sex. And actually in the UK, never talk about the monarchy. Or money, I thought you were going to say as well. Those are the things that people go, they just don't want companies to talk about. Environmental stuff. Because it's so splitting. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's an estate agent, high-end estate agent in London who writes in one of the trade titles a lot about Brexit. Right. And calls people who vote to remain Ramonas and all that kind of, the the various insults both parties pay to one another. Regardless of how you feel about it. I analysed his customers. They're 78% remain voters. Okay. So his message to the world which only comes from a deeply held conviction of his own yeah shut up <laughs> have that view that's fine whether we disagree or not is irrelevant you why are you alienating your customers by you know it's people who nail themselves to a political brand mm. in your consumer phase your job fundamentally is to serve customers yeah and be almost politically neutral don't comment on gender don't comment on politics don't comment on religion mm. you know, obviously celebrate cultural difference someone was posting the other day um, why is it holidays are coming? A great ad, but why is it holidays are coming? And it's like, okay, so Coca-Cola, international brand, global market. It's called Christmas. Indeed. So Christmas is coming. It's quite alienating. Well, of course, most people from other faiths respect and will celebrate to an extent Christmas. Yes, yeah. But actually, for them, it's a holiday. It is, It's yeah. not Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're just being sensitive to that. And I think we've got a sort of the gammon generation of which I'm part need to get over ourselves a little bit mm. and be a bit more, I hate to say it, woke. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, because otherwise, I mean, we'll probably end up the old dinosaurs that are bemoaning the young. But if the world's changing like that, we're not going to stop a whole generation, are we? You can't like, hold back the sea. Yeah, yeah. You can't hold back the sea. And it's like, you know, the internet will never... You know, one, one year, I remember, and people going, oh, well, our target audience over 55 does not use the internet. And back 20 years ago, that was... So it's partly true. 100% of young people already use the internet, mm. but the 90 to 60 to 70, 81% growth was happening in the older generations right. where their kids and grandkids were showing them where to do it. So we need to get ahead of that curve because yeah. that's where they're going to go. I remember talk, seeing a talk at um, a property mark conference last yeah. year with uh, yes, Dave, Dave Garland spoke and yeah. he's an AI expert yeah. from Silicon Valley. He's a seed funder for a lot of you know emerging tech companies. And he said, it's not that the jobs, like you alluded to, will be taken by AI. They'll be taken by someone who knows how to use AI and how to prompt, you know, mass language learning models and stuff like that. This is probably the first tech innovation we've had in a long time, which actually can increase productivity. Mm. You know, it's amazing how much more tech we have and that our productivity hasn't moved at all. Mm. You know, we're just busier. Yeah. Um, And that, that, you know, the great promise of tech which you wouldn't have to work as hard, things we don't It's like, I work harder than I've ever worked before. I suppose we've got the tech got all this run. tech to run, all these chances <laughs> to do. AI, for the first time, is getting to the point where it could automate some tasks. Mm-hmm. It can do things for you. I mean, this sounds terrible, but I haven't recruited someone for six months because AI does the job for me. Mm. And now, I'm now recruiting someone because I've grown to a point. So that AI has accelerated my growth, and now I can recruit someone because I'm bigger than I would have done. It would have been a squeeze for me to recruit them before. Right. It would have been a real drain on me, but I needed it. 
AI. I was like, it can do all this stuff. Right, I'll just do that. Yeah. Six months later, I'm bigger. It's no longer a strain for me to bring someone into the business. For people watching, and I'm sure there are, at least my mum's watching, but top tips for someone looking in to get uh, increased the chances of them marketing better and maybe a little nod to AI, what should they be looking into or out for? If people want to know actions, because people always want to know, how much should I spend on marketing? What actions should I take? So, okay, well, I'll give you the answers. That isn't actually an answer because it's bespoke to you. Sure. But PR is the most effective form of marketing in terms of return on investment after word of mouth. Right. So PR, 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 PR. Find ways to do PR. Find the people in the industry who can communicate your message and borrow their credibility with your customers. Right. Local newspapers, local parish magazines, local radio. If you're local, national, international, depending on where you operate. Sure, sure. Email is the single most popular, most successful marketing channel to drive a response. Is that because it's omnipresent in people's day-to-day? -day? It's because if someone is in your email database, they've opted in to hear a message from you. Right. If you've done it right. They've already bought into you a little bit. They're not strangers. So they've had to make that click. They've had to go, click, I will give you my email address. Don't abuse it. Mm. But they're, they're in your circle. If you create relevant, good content that's of value to them, they will keep reading it. We are physical creatures. We love print. And people keep Tangible. arguing about the death of print. Mm. I mean, I remember there's a, a, a paper mill owner in Canada who said, if the internet is competition, can we have two internets, please? Uh, We're printing twice as much paper than we've ever printed before. Um, really? People do like print. I know it goes into cardboard box and things. Sure, packaging. but but you know, if you get a really nicely written letter to you, mm. handwritten or beautifully designed, not just a mass-produced junk mail, yeah, yeah, a really well-written letter with valuable information, the average house in the UK gets one point four letters a day. Okay, yeah, and you may get forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, hundred emails, yeah, and thousands of social media posts. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do email and social media, but direct mail, your competition is point for other letters. And also your competition has decided to sack that off because it's an 80s thing. That's so old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Or even people get email. No one reads email these days. Really? Really? <laughs> I do, yeah. No, because we read emails. If it's got, you know, for example, round here, and Christopher Hawking says this, just put Grantham in the subject line. Because people love where they live. It's like people care about where they live. Mm. That's why Nextdoor works so well exactly. as, a, as a social media platform. AI. Adopt it, play with it. Think real tricks that you can use. ChatGBT is very, very good, as is Bard. Mm. There's a great one called Jasper as well. I've heard, is that more image? It, no, Jasper's got more templates in. So oh, it has, has it, it's right. Good, and it does really like, write blogs and things like that. It's more structured, mm. down to just freeform thinking. Got you, right. But the thing I would say with um, uh, ChatGBT is write your prompt, then ask ChatGBT to improve your prompt. That's a good idea. Then ask it to improve it again. Then challenge it, argue with it, get it to the prompt point where you think it's exactly what you want, yeah. and then you've got a prompt. If you That's want it to, advice. if you want to write in your style and you've written stuff before, upload three or four put bits of content and say, analyze my writing style. Add that to the prompt. So it then says, your writing is structured, fun, informal, blah, blah, blah. Right, that's my writing style. Ask it for a readability score. Readability score is what age of education do you need to read it? So your readability score is 12. Okay, write it with a readability score of 12. You know, go to the, if you want to write about home staging. Yes. Go to the Wikipedia on home staging, copy it, paste it into ChatGBT, ask it to mention your company name, write me a press release. And then ring Elaine panel right. and say, is this, is this any good? Always. <laughs> Always the ring. law is always ring Elaine Penhall. Isn't it? I mean, that, you know, the, 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 that's carved in stone. The queen of home staging. The queid. queen of home staging. I strongly recommend people get something called Grammarly. 
Oh, I've seen the adverts. Which is yeah. the most fascistic grammar proofer that's ever existed on is the planet. Is it really? Yeah. Really good. Right. Really good. And the other one you can get is something like otter.ai. And if you if you walk a lot, I, I walk 10,000, 15,000 steps a day, yeah. is it's a great, lawyers use it to transcribe interviews. Okay, it's really wow. accurate. So if you're trying to think, what to do, just walk down the road, doing an otter.ai, I'm thinking this and then I'm thinking that. And then the, the thing about that is that you don't have to have a fully structured thought. Download the transcript, put it into ChatGBT and say, write me an article based on that. So if it was just, yeah, or just your musings while yeah. you're on a walk. And I need four things. I need a press release, a direct mail piece, social media piece, and an email. Mm. And once you've done that three or four times, you start to really master it. Remember, always get ChatGPT to improve your prompts, to write it yeah. in your writing style. Yeah. I always say when I do my fuzzes, the, the ultimate hack is, is AI and you. It's not AI, it's not you. It's AI and you. And that's the ultimate hack. Love that. Mate, thanks so much for coming Pleasure. on. It's really been a great chat.